Greg Masters reporting from Exponential Medicine 2017 from the beautiful Hotel Dell in Coronado, California on an overcast day, but it's in the morning. Anyway, uh, it is my privilege to introduce you to someone I've gotten to know in the last couple of days, which is one of the reasons I love coming to this conference. For those of you who are listening but not seeing, I will be talking to a beautiful woman who just has a to-die-for British accent, and I'm really a sucker for that. So let me introduce you to Dr. Stephanie Cuckoo. Hi, Stephanie. Morning, Greg. Tell us a little bit about you from the point of view of your background, your journey here, and then we'll get to kind of your takeaways as a first-timer here at Exponential Medicine. So I'm a doctor. I trained as an obstetrician and gynecologist, so OBGYN. I'm from London. Um, I did cancer research, and at the moment I'm at the end of a gynecological cancer surgery fellowship. So I'm a senior surgical fellow. I work in a big cancer centre in the centre of London and for the NHS. Um, I'm here because I was curious. I was curious about where medicine is going. I was curious about technology. I was curious about solving problems, problems, the problems that we see every day, how we improve healthcare, and mostly, especially with the NHS and the pressures that we face. Um, I was curious about how we could constantly push ourselves individually to make sure that we are doing more than just good enough. And so I wanted to see where the future of medicine is going and to see how my career could evolve so I could always feel like I was doing the best that I can. And I know you have a particular interest in serving women. Talk about that. Yes, I mean, I, I chose women's health after I chose to be a surgeon. And before that, it was cancer. I was intellectually interested in cancer. It was the why. I I wondered why we couldn't quite um, get to the bottom of um, cancer and cancer research. Women's health was natural. I wanted to look after women after doing all the surgical rotations and... Yeah, so here I am. And I understand as part of this journey, you've had some um, engagement with the da-, da Vinci robot. You want to tell us a little bit oh, about yes, that? Yes, of course. So I'm at, um, currently working at the Royal Marsden in London, and they were the first to get a Da Vinci um, for gynecological cancer surgery. It's a training center. I'm in my training phase. Um, and yes, surgery is changing, although, albeit quite slowly it is changing um, and hopefully we see more and more of these innovative technological surgical tools in our practice. So in Britain uh, we have the National Health Service which is a single payer socialized medicine if you will. Talk a little bit about your experience in a socialized setting for our audience many of whom have never encountered such a single payer uh, system. Um, the NHS, for those of you who don't know, since its inception, is a national health service. It's free. It's uh, what I like to think of as a de- democracy. It's by the people, for the people. Um, nobody pays um, unless you're foreign and it's not emergency care. Um, I left medical school in 2003, and I think at that time the NHS was finding its feet um, under a Labour government. Um, Increasingly, we all, and you must read on the news every day, about the problems we face with resources. 
um, nothing in life is free and as you know um, we already spend a huge proportion of our GDP on healthcare. Um, I think the challenges would be how we continue to maintain the quality of care that we want to give patients with the increasing demand and of course the reducing um, um, amount of resources. So what does it mean to be the inside that system in the quote only freestanding cancer center? Is that uh, a separate camp? Is physically separate from a general hospital or medical center situation, or is it? Uh, what, what do you mean by the only freestanding? Well. It's, it's quite different. So um, I work at the Royal Marsden and it's quite different because one, it's, it's just a cancer centre. Um, and the other thing about the Royal Marsden is that it's different in terms of funding. It's partly private. It has a big charity called the Royal Marsden Charity, which funds it. So in many ways it runs partly under the NHS umbrella, but very much like some hospitals in France or in the United States. It is better funded. Um, and it is a specialized service center. Is it privately funded by ex, uh, by non-British citizens? It is privately funded by people who are fee-paying, so um, international, a lot of international patients, and it's privately funded by private donors through the charity. So it's a center of excellence and attracts an international audience. Exactly. I think I, the Royal Marsden is definitely considered a centre of excellence. Um, but it, it is an NHS hospital. It's an NHS foundation trust that is backed by private um, funds. So somewhere along your journey, you, had, you, con- you connected with someone who told you about this event uh, across, you know, on the other side of the pond. In fact, the left coast of California. And, um, and you're here. Uh, talk to us about uh, that encounter that ultimately got you here and then I want to hear a little bit about your experience. So I spent the last year really interested in technology and where healthcare is going. Um, My first conference this year was the Wired Health Conference and it was all about technology and digital health and how we could improve healthcare outcomes with technology. Um, And a couple of weeks ago I had a friend who isn't in medicine talking about the idea of wanting to evolve and wanting to be more creative within whatever field you're in and she first told me about a friend who had gone changed careers and had um, ended up at Google um, via um, um, a fellowship at the Singularity University and so I googled Singularity University and lo and behold found that there was a medical summit which seemed on paper to fit everything I was looking for to learn to um, uh, know what was out there to uh, just enhance my my view on technology and where things are going in healthcare so I'm just curious given the different culture and structure of your health system and the financing of it compared to what we have here in the United States uh, potpourri of sometimes rather conflicting arrangements and incentives. But it seems like the same issues are bubbling up in the consciousness of, of the community, the professional community. Robotics, AI, blockchain, big data, mashups, data sets, social determinants, all that stuff. Am I correct? Exactly. I think that healthcare problems are the same everywhere. They might come in different forms and whatever system you're operating in. And as one of the speakers here said this week it's the 
the industry with the most waste and friction in the value chain. It is fragmented wherever you work, whether it's in a developing country, whether it's under the NHS or within a completely private system. We all have the same problems, fragmentation, waste, um, and this feeling that outcomes could be better, faster for patients. Universal issues, apparently. Okay, so this is the last day at Exponential Medicine. It's been a busy four days. Talk to me about your experience here. What's most memorable? What's most memorable is difficult. I came here because I was curious. I came here because I wanted to see where the future of medicine was going. Um, It has been quite transforming. Um, Someone tweeted the other day that if you wanted to know where the future of medicine is, that it's here at Exponential Medicine, and it's exactly how I feel. From robotics to AI to digital platform to the social problems that we are facing that affect healthcare to the inequalities and global health um, to pharma and it's been extraordinary it's been uh, life affirming it's been an education in technology and healthcare of course AI is all the rage but it's more than AI I leave understanding AI, understanding exactly what it is, how it can be beneficial, what the challenges we may face could be. Um, It's all-encompassing. I think the knowledge you get from here is, is really about the future, the hope, the exponential increase in and change that we want to see using these technologies but it's also about how you can be more creative within your own your own fields and um, and how you can drive your own practice with technology so sounds like it lived up to its billing and oftentimes people come here and there's a an aha moment there's an epiphany there's a pivot or a transformation in their in their career in their orientation their passion their goals Might that have some application here for you? Most certainly. I think um, Peter Diamandis put it well when he said, you have to know that you're playing your best game in life. And I think everybody here, and I think that's the the genius of Daniel Craft and, and, and Peter Diamandis, that it's not just about learning about what's out there. It's about feeding it to us in a way that inspires you to find your moonshot find what it is that you can do to make the world better to improve healthcare outcomes using this amazing technologies out there in science and engineering and and making sure that we stay ahead we stay ahead of the game that healthcare doesn't lag behind all the advancements we're making in the world so so not to put you on the spot And it may be a premature question, but what might be incubating up here for you in terms of what those next steps or or a potential pivot might be for you? I think everyone, especially doctors, has a bit in them that thinks that they want, that they might or at least want to try and change the world. And of course, people say, well, doctors do so much and you help people. But I came here looking for what I could do, what more I could do, um, and... Uh, technology is fascinating but it's also the future because it can reach more people um, quicker than anything and I think that if you're passionate about improving healthcare outcomes 
access access within the developed world in the developing world making sure that everybody everybody gets access to good quality healthcare then you have to be involved in technology and i think i leave here knowing that i would love to find a community a, a digital health platform or um and 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 give my skills to it give something to it and transform it exponentially so that i can feel that i'm making a change and i'm i'm part of a community that's constantly driving and pushing to to limitless levels of excellence sounds like that may have shaped somewhat your twitter handle which is fem health tech which is fem because of course i remain passionate about women's health and health technology which is where i think we should be going if we really 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 want to change the world and improve healthcare outcomes for everyone i like it dr kuku stephanie pleasure to meet you and you greg and i'm delighted uh, we got to know each other over the last couple of days and uh, it's great to have you quote in the XMed family. So thank you and uh, share the joy. You're an inducted member of the Pink Sox tribe shortly. And that's another global community, hashtag Pink Sox. That's closely aligned with the innovation impulse here in the United States and now globally. So thanks for spending some time with me. Thank you, Greg. It's been a pleasure and a delight. Thank you for having me. slots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time <gasps> no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case i pronounce you lucky play for free at luckylandslots.com daily bonuses are waiting no purchase necessary void were prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details